You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Don't let Satan get a grip on your mind is the title of this devotion. You see, I read a scripture once in, in uh, what is it, 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11, where it says we're not unaware of the devil's devices. And I read a paraphrase somewhere a long time ago that says, and we are not, we're not unaware of the devil's mind-orientated strategies, and we should not let him get a grip on our thoughts. And the reason I also say this, because it says here in Acts chapter 5, verse 3, Acts chapter 5, verse 3, it says, and Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? And that where it says, don't uh, Satan um, filled your heart. He has implanted the thoughts within you. You see the same thing here in uh, John 13. Remember when Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples? And it says in verse 2 of John 13, And supper being ended, the devil, having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, having already implanted the idea, the thought, or in other words, Satan was able to get a grip on Ananias and Sapphira's heart, on their mind, on their thinking. He was able to get a grip on Judas's mind, way of thinking. And I think it's very important, dear friends, that we guard our way of thinking to not let the enemy just run wild with us and, and, and just make a mock of us. Let me read you that same verse here, John 13, verse 2 in the Amplified. So it was during supper, Satan having already put the thought of betraying Jesus in the heart of Judas Iscariot. You see, you can get thoughts, but you need to recognize what thoughts you're having. It's kind of like... John and James when they were young and they were sent out to go to a village to encourage all the villagers to receive Jesus but all the villagers didn't want to know and it so pricked them, irritated them, offended them that they allowed the thought, they allowed the thought in their irritation to want to kill these people, to bring fire down from heaven and Jesus said to them, you do not realize what spirit you've given way to. The Son of Man did not come to destroy man's life, but that man through him might be saved. Leave that, we'll go somewhere else. Jesus was shocked. 
that they, and he called them for this reason, sons of thunder, but you could see their lives were changed. John became the apostle of love. So he started out a bit rough, but he didn't stay there. And that had everything to do with the way he was thinking. As I said yesterday, as you think in your heart, so are you. That's a verse in the Psalms. And you see, I think it's so important, friends, that we not give place to the devil in the way that we think. It says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You have to sometimes arrest thoughts that, that sneak their way into your mind. You have to arrest them. You have to stop them. Arrest means stop it. You have to shut it down. You know, no, no, refuse to think that way. One, for me, one of the best ways to arrest thoughts that come to my mind, I immediately start meditating on the Word. I, I, I speak the word. It's kind of like Jesus in the wilderness and the enemy. The devil was putting the thought in his mind. Well, if you're the son of God, why don't you make bread out of these stones? And Jesus immediately called up the word of God in his heart and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus was quoting from uh, Deuteronomy chapter eight there, verse what, three or four or six, I think. And dear friends, it is such a phenomenal, powerful weapon against the devil's thoughts to have the Word of God in your heart and your mind. And, and I don't know about you, but I have had to fight against the devil trying to get a grip on my mind by just literally opening the Bible and reading it out loud and shut it down. You cannot just allow those thoughts to germ germinate inside of you and gain root. You've got to catch them as they come in. You gotta shut them down at the moment they start. You gotta catch them before they start germinating, before they start convincing you and persuading you that, yeah, that wasn't, yeah, well, this, and, and before you know it, it becomes your his way of thinking becomes your way of thinking. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, let the unrighteous man abandon his thoughts. You got to sometimes really go, oh my goodness, I've gone the wrong direction here. I've become condemning, I've become accusing, I now have a grudge, I now walking around with these accusations in my heart. Wow, <laughs> I got snared. Satan got a grip on my thoughts. I repent. No, that's not Jesus. No, that's not what he died for on the cross, for me to behave this way, think this way, and act this way. You've got to resist and so stand up against the wiles of the devil. You know, it says in 1 John chapter 2, it gives you three categories. John gives you three categories of spiritual growth. He says, children, know their sins are forgiven and that God is their father. Young man, 
fight with the devil, but grow strong through the word and overcome him. And fathers know him who is from the beginning. One of the first things that the Lord brings to our hearts when we become his children is that he's our father and we are his children and that all is forgiven. And then the enemy comes and goes, yeah, but you still struggle with that. Then, yeah, you're still weak there and you still made that mistake. And he tries to get you to stop believing that you're forgiven and, and help and try to get you to accept condemnation. When there is no charge against God's elect, he's justified you. And yes, there's attitudes we have to lay off. It talks about in, in Ephesians 4. There's attitudes in Colossians 3 that we have to lay off and say, no, this is not the right way. This is not, I'm not going to behave this way anymore. I'm not going to think this way and act this way. You see, but, but, but young men, the fight against the devil, it says there, but grow strong through the word and overcome him. To help you think right, you really need the Bible to help you be able to not let Satan get a grip on your mind. You have to know the Word of God. And you got to look up scriptures. For example, the devil would attack me in my youth that I wasn't holy, that I wasn't clean, that I had lusts and I had whatever, you know, uh, roaming around in me. And any little thought that I had that wasn't clean or any desire to look at something unholy, the devil would say, see, 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 you know, and he would try to get a grip on my thoughts and keep me in bondage to guilt and shame. And then you feel you can't change. And it was the Word of God that God used to get me free. I read the scripture. I was just reading the Bible and I read this scripture. It's right here in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. I read that scripture, and it was like the Heavenly Father was saying to me, Son, don't let Satan get a grip on you. Don't let him keep you in guilt and shame, and then you don't change, and you keep repeating the same mistakes. Come on, I, I... I am the one who makes you holy, who sets you apart unto myself. Your whole spirit, soul, and body, I will make it blameless. And I am faithful, and I will also do it. And I begin to pray this verse and pray this verse and get a grip on my mind, as I talked to you about yesterday. And Satan lost grip on my mind. I really believe that you can come out of the snare of the enemy I'll take you for a moment to Matthew chapter 4, please. Matthew chapter 4, starting at verse 3. It says here, when the tempter came to him, to Jesus, he said, well, if, there it is, that's the right, the mind of the devil, if, as in the father had just said to Jesus, you are my son, in you I'm well pleased. And then the devil comes, well, if you are, what do you mean, if I am? The father says, I am his son. I believe the weakness the father bears of me. I believe what the father says of me. And here's where you have your contention with the devil. 
here's where you can break his stranglehold on your mind. Believe what the Heavenly Father says about you. I am who my Father says I am, and I have what my Father says I have, and I can do what my Father says I can do. That's what I believe with all my heart. Jesus said in John chapter 5 here, John chapter 5, the scripture shall help me. He says, there is another, verse 32, who bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. The Father himself, verse 37, who sent me has testified of me. Jesus based his faith about himself. The way he thought about himself was given by the loving Heavenly Father. Now, this is where the grip of Satan is broken over your thoughts. There are certain thought patterns that are gainways for the enemy, and we can shut off the devil's access by changing the way we think. I mean what I just said. You can shut off the devil's access by changing the way you think, but here you need the Lord to help you change the way you think. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. You need the Bible to help you change the way you think. And the devil came to tempt Jesus out of all people. And if he will come to tempt Jesus, he will surely try with you as well. And just because he tries his best doesn't mean his best is good enough. I believe his best is not good enough. I believe that the Lord is able to keep you from falling and present you without fault in his presence, that your whole spirit, soul, and body will, preserve, will be preserved blameless by the Lord who is faithful, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, 24. And Jesus answered these thoughts that came, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Do you see how the Lord Jesus Christ was able to stop the thoughts that the enemy had? Oh, friends, I believe that the Lord wants us to live in such a way that the enemy is not able to gain access to our thinking. He will raise up such a standard in your heart and your mind that when the enemy comes in, there's a flood knocking him back. There's a flood of God's word, of God's spirit in you that knocks him back and says, don't you dare touch God's elect. I am made holy in his sight. I'm blameless in his sight. I'm well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. And you have no grip on me. There's nothing in me that belongs to you. There's nothing in me we have in common. I don't think your thoughts and I don't reason them. And they have nothing in me. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. When the Holy Spirit has brought you to a place, you can stand up against the adversary. So let me close with you here in Psalm 1, that famous Psalm of David where he says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You see, friends, there are people, they don't have the mind of Christ. They're not bad people necessarily. And they may be a good friend, but they do not advise you from God's perspective. I mean, if you think about it, in Matthew 16, Jesus said, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Peter, it's my father who's revealed this to you. And upon this revelation that the father gives of me, I build my church. 
the foundation of the church is the Father revealing the Son in and among you. And the next moment, Peter starts rebuking Jesus when he says, I have to go to Jerusalem and be crucified and put to death. And, and Peter says to him, pity yourself, save yourself. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. That way of thinking is the devil. The devil is always trying to get you to do what's best for you instead of what's holy and right in God's sight. And the devil won't plant insidious thoughts into you to try to get you to go your way instead of God's way. And we need to not let Satan get a grip on our mind by seeking our own way, but we need to break his grip on us by going God's way. And you've got to be thoughtful which friends you listen to. Not everybody has the mind of Christ. Not everybody will advise you from God's Many will, like Peter there in, in, in Matthew 16, will say, pity yourself. Oh, how could they do this to you? I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't put up with it. No. You see, they don't have the grace to stay in the place of obedience. And they advise you from the lack of grace. I always want somebody to advise me from the place of grace from the place of God enabling, empowering. So do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, people that refuse to go God's way and justify it and even make it look religious. No, and don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Who's the scornful? People that are bitter, who are bitter? people that are hurt and angry. When you mix pain with anger, you get bitterness. And they become really resentful and angry inside. They disguise it maybe in a real sweet way of talking, but that's the nature of it. And he says, don't follow that mindset. That is the enemy trying to get a grip on you. No, but here's the light. Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like the tree planted by the river of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I really believe that the Lord would so bring you and I into a place where Satan cannot get a grip on us. He cannot get a grip on our thoughts. Why? because our thoughts are set upon the will of our loving Heavenly Father. And even if that is painful, like it was for Jesus to do the will of the Father, even if that means complete self-denial, even if that means I don't get any pleasure for myself, any enjoyment for myself, but I know I'm in the will of the Father. Oh, the reward we see in the Lord for those that choose that way. I tell you the truth, that's what I choose. I choose that way. And I'm not going to be like the Israelites who complained all the way. No, I'm not going to say, yeah, I know I'm in the will of God, but I don't have this and I don't have that and I don't have that. And complain all the way and try to invoke pity from people for me to disobey. No, in Jesus' name, I will not seek pity to invoke. I will not complain to invoke pity to go my way. No, my friends, I plead with you, don't let Satan get a grip on your thoughts. Don't let your 
behavior becomes so self-pity and so trying to always get people to sympathize with your way of thinking that is not godly. No, my friends, be somebody who pray, who prays and pays, who prays and pays the price of doing the will of your loving Heavenly Father in a sweet, positive way that when people look at you and say, you know, this way I see in you, this way of thinking is what I also want because that's what I saw in Jesus and I see it in you. I want that too. And I think God wants us to be an example of what it means to live free from the enemy's grip on our thoughts. Amen. Have a good day.